Yesterday, we brought you the news of the discovery in Saskatchewan of uh, at least 751 uh, bodies found in unmarked graves at the site of a former residential school in Maryvale, which is just east of Regina. We had the announcement earlier this week about what's going on in Alberta uh, regarding these sites. And now to get a little more insight on that and what's taking place in our province, we're going to chat with Chief Billy Morin of the Enoch Cree Nation. Uh, Chief, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Appreciate your time. Um, yo, Kixi Bio, Shane, I heard you talking about uh, spirit names. So, Wapi Kio Egwa, Natoki Topi, Nitsigasun. My names are White Eagle and Sacred Rider. White Eagle and Sacred Rider. Okay, yeah, the guy we're going to chat with later, I, I can't pronounce his name, uh, but it means Golden Eagle. I heard the, the story, so looking forward to that interview yeah, as well. Really, really good. Um, just first of all, your reaction to the to the news out of Saskatchewan yesterday. I imagine it wasn't news for you in the sense that these stories have been told for a long, long time, right? Yeah, uh, not news for any of us, and, and, and quite frankly, Kamloops wasn't news for a lot from the Indigenous perspective. Um, just uh, just a lot of hurt and a lot of... feels like there's this cloud over... Uh, many Indigenous families and communities, and quite frankly, the country, and it hurts. It hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, it just does. And, but um, there's, some, there's some things going on that, uh, you know, you can kind of sometimes see uh, through moments in time throughout the day or in the weeks or years to come that there's maybe those clouds will be lifted over time uh, better than they have been lately. Well, it seems like we've got a lot of attention and a lot of action, at least when it comes to the unmarked grave situation. We had the announcement that you attended earlier this week with the Premier. Um, obviously, we're going to find many, many sites like this in the province of Alberta, right? Yeah, uh, of course, uh, as the Premier mentioned, uh, it's generally just common knowledge now that um, Alberta had the most uh, residential school sites uh, across the country for any one province. And so um, my first call this morning was with Powmaker. Uh, it's not a First Nation. It's the uh, it's the former site of the one closest to the city of Edmonton. And uh, that'll be the main one that we focus on. But there's there's many across Treaty 6, 7, and 8, and uh, these this will be going on for quite a while, as you mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, are, have some already started? Is their work already underway? Yeah, so uh, just talking to Poundmaker this morning, they were actually partnering with uh, UFC to do initial ground penetrating radar okay. a little over a year ago before COVID, and that was cancelled. Uh, I noticed that Sixica is doing some work. Um, Dunbow, uh, just south of Calgary, has done some short work on it as well. Um, so there, there has been these efforts on small, um, uh, in small ways done. But of course, uh, uh, the TRC called for this, and, and unfortunately, it just had to come out this way. Um, it, for, for I don't know if it's meant to be or was the right thing to do. I guess it, it, we're here and it's now, and, and the work, uh, at least for some more level of, of good closure, is coming. Uh, it just has to be done this way. Yeah, Chief, uh, during the announcement, the Premier made it really clear that, you know what, this money will be used as as uh, groups see fit. It won't be dictated as this is how you have to spend the money. Have you had a chance to speak with other Indigenous communities around the province and have some idea of how each group wants to approach it? Is there going to be a spectrum of some people just saying, you know what, we, we don't want to disturb these sites, we just want to mark them in some way, and others want to do a full excavation? Will there be different approaches? Yeah, absolutely, there will be. Um, I'm really thankful that the, uh, you know, i got to give credit where credit's due, and that's Minister Wilson. Um, he is one that truly means it when he talks about reconciliation and reconciliation action. Um, he went to bat. It was no small feat getting, it's not just his ministry, it's a small ministry, so he had to get several ministries to chip in. That's no easy feat in the government. You know, one of the best texts I got yesterday was from Richard Feehan, the official opposition Indigenous uh, critic, said, you know, we fully support the government on this. So, 
you know, at the end of the day, it was nice to see the government just kind of put differences aside, make it extremely flexible for First Nations. Um, I think you will see a lot of monuments go up, mm-hmm. and you will see some specific First Nations because it's, 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 uh, there, there are a lot of sites in the province, but they're also complicated in that they're not all on Indigenous right. reserves, right? So you're going to see a bunch of things happen, and I, I think it's right to have that flexibility in the program. So, so you might see some monuments, you might see some GPR, and you might see some partnerships with organizations who are not a First Nation like Poundmaker. So uh, I'm glad they made it flexible. And ultimately, I guess you talked about it earlier, the goal is some sort of recognition and some sort of closure, right? So that can happen in different ways, but just... You know, just tell us for our First Nations in Alberta, what is what is the the hope? What is the goal um, in this work and this you know this money from the province? Where does it take us? What are you hoping to see? Well, it's a start. It's it, it, I acknowledge it as a start um, and something, quite frankly, the start of something uh, in a cycle that never ends. So I, I guess maybe yeah. I'm not even I'm struggling to fight, find the right words there. It's just a, it's a, it's highlighting our story. It's highlighting um, a lot of people are talking about truth this week. Uh, that's obviously the truth and reconciliation. It's a very, very important word. Um, I guess for, you know, for me personally, as one chief of one First Nation and, quite frankly, one Edmontonian, um, for me, um, I always say I'm lucky. I'm two generations removed from residential school, and I give full credit to my parents and my grandma who went to, quite frankly, just broke cycles, and it seems that... Uh, at least for my individual family, I'm lucky this way that life seems to get a little bit better with generations, and unfortunately, some can't. Yeah. And yeah. so, so you know, I, I also noticed that you're talking about opioids today. There's a lot of families out there, Indigenous families, who can't, who haven't broken those cycles yet to to the human dignity and right that they they should rightfully have, and and just telling our story, being a little bit more understanding as treaty people, as Canadians, as just human beings. Um, I think that's ultimately what we want is just, you know, when we sign treaty, uh, as much as that word's thrown around these days, it really was two people shaking hands and getting along. So, you know, uh, sometimes that comes with hurt. Sometimes that comes with stories like this and instances and times and moments in history like this. And uh, I think that's ultimately what Indigenous people want. You know, and Chief, uh, you mentioned understanding, and I think, you know, and you mentioned the opioid situation among Aboriginal communities. We talked about homelessness yesterday, and they're disproportionately represented there. You can talk about the justice system, and I think for a lot of Canadians and people that have been, you know, texting me and listening to the show, they're saying, I have a better understanding of this now. So I think you're right. Um, we're, We're learning. We're learning a lot here, as heartbreaking and as awful as it is. I think it is going to lead something better just by opening that understanding for for all Canadians. No, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, like one of the one of the things that was asked of me today and and over last week is should Edmonton cancel the city of Edmonton fireworks? Right. And I went with kind of my gut on this one. I said I don't think so. I was talking to the mayor. Um, you know, I looked at those Canadians who came out to our first ceremony when 215 happened, and there was a, a young man representing a mosque in Edmonton who's like, I've never been out to the nation. I just felt I need to be here. And then we had 40 bike riders come in who said, we've never been out to Enoch. We just had to be here. And then I even think about children who are doing things in schools, and, you know, I'm, I'm cognizant that it's not a zero-sum game where you cancel fireworks and this all goes away right, in yeah. one action. But I totally get it from the Indigenous people's perspective who say they want the fireworks canceled. But I guess my just one individual personal opinion is no, and I'm also cognizant of the fact that um, this is going on during a pandemic, and maybe just for a moment in time it's okay to watch a fireworks display with your family, and maybe maybe while you're watching it and there's an orange firework, come on, you're a yeah. parent, and you explain that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, um, do the celebration, things like that, with 
a heavy emphasis this year on, on recognizing that there's some history we have to deal with in our country. Chief, thank you so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Jay, for just giving me an opportunity to speak and uh, just uh, wish everybody a safe holiday and be safe during the heat wave as well. Yeah, no kidding. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Chief. Thank you. That is Chief Billy Morn of the Enoch Cree Nation near Edmonton.